welcome to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook Getting Into New York City Kindergarten. I'm Victoria Chapman, helping to guide you through this conversation. Hi, Alina, how are you? I'm here, and today I'm ready to talk about what happens if you want to transfer your child from a private school to a public school. Ah, just one more way to get around the whole waitlisting thing, huh? Well, it's really more a case of if you have a child that starts in one school and then for whatever reason you decide it's not a good fit for the child, it's not a good fit for your family, you're not happy with something that's going on there. The fact of the matter is no school is a life sentence. You can always move around, you can always shift, but... What's important to remember is that kindergarten is the main entry point. Then the next main entry point is middle school and high school. You can move your child in the middle years. There's especially quite a bit of movement around third or fourth grade when parents and teachers start getting a better sense of the child's learning style. But it is not as straightforward. Hey, did you think applying to kindergarten was straightforward? Well, this is even less straightforward. Why is that? I mean, is that the case all over the place? Why is that such a difficulty in New York? Well, because the kindergarten process is actually much more streamlined. For instance, especially if you're applying to public school, you do it through a centralized system like Kindergarten Connect is what we've talked about and there's a link to it in my book. For the middle grades, it's not a centralized process. You kind of have to take it school by school. That's the main difficulty. Even within the public school system, there's nothing systemized within the public school system or anything like that? There is a process that you have to follow, but it's not like you fill out one form and then get slotted like you would in kindergarten. Okay, so... um... Are there any tips? I know we are going to talk with somebody, but are there any tips that you want to add about navigating from one school, private school to public school? Or otherwise? The main thing to remember is that each school is going to have their own peculiarities and each school is going to want to have things done a certain way. So don't assume that the way that you apply to one school is going to be the way that you apply to another one and make sure that you do your homework and that you know which process each school prefers. Okay. So it is possible to make that move from private to public after kindergarten. Um, What about public gifted programs? That is something else that becomes even more complicated because the main entry point for public gifted schools is kindergarten. Your child could qualify in later grades. And the fact of the matter is even in kindergarten, your child could qualify and there's no room for them. But there are so many fewer spots in higher grades because the fact is the classes are already filled. Mm. So yes, it is possible. And there is, as I mentioned before, a procedure that you need to follow, but the numbers are even more against you. How about an unzoned public school? Same thing, the numbers are against you because the classes are basically filled and you're hoping for attrition. You're hoping for one child that moved away or for a family that shifted programs. So while it's possible, if you think that the deck is stacked against you in kindergarten, wait till you see what it looks like in the other grades. Well, why don't you just make this easy? Okay, so I understand you talked with an Upper West Side mom um, recently and she reveals how she was able to make the transition from private to public. She is. She did and she even did it twice which is why I definitely wanted to talk to her because she's some kind of a magic. You know they talk about there's magic creatures that nobody ever seen. She's one of those. She's a mom who has transferred her child twice. Excellent. Well we will talk with her when we come back. Hi, and welcome back to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams. Now, before the break, we talked about the odds against getting into an unzoned school even in kindergarten. Hundreds of children apply for maybe even 40 slots. 
And then it's even more tricky getting into a gifted and talented program where thousands of children are competing for just the same few hundred spots. So the math gets even more complicated when you talk about switching schools midstream, especially from a private school, as that means your child isn't already in the system, to a public school gifted or unzoned program. So Alina recently talked with Nancy Slotnick, an Upper West Side mom who actually managed to pull it off. Not once, but twice. She lets us in on her secret. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to Accepted Secrets of New York City School Admissions. Hi, thanks for having me. So we're going to just jump right into the conversation. You have succeeded in the ultimate New York City hat trick of moving your child from school to school. Let's start with the process. You started off in a private school for your son, is that correct? Yes, we did. It, it was a new private school. We were mostly looking at public, but this one uh, was, was brand new, and they were giving a lot of uh, tuition assistance to kind of get people to check out the school, and we loved it. So we went with private in kindergarten, yeah. And then at what point did you decide that you needed to make a move? Well, what happened is the tuition assistance kept getting less and less, even though our financial situation hadn't changed and we weren't quite prepared for that. So um, while we loved the school, um, once uh, my son got to second grade, we realized this was the last chance for the uh, G&T testing. And so I had him do the test just to see. It was really almost on a lark because I wasn't, I didn't really think there'd be spots available, but I figured it was worth a try. And in fact, I didn't even tell my son what he was doing, to be honest. I, I just, you know, said there's some thinking problems that you're going to go do, you know. And I guess at that age, that was... Uh, that was enough. Well, we know about the process of getting into New York City kindergarten when it comes to gifted testing. Is the process for moving in second grade similar to what you have to do in kindergarten? What's the process like? Um, yeah, we, well, you mean for testing? For or? testing, for testing. Yeah. So, yeah, we did, it was, he had to go to a different school than, you know, than where he was, obviously, but it was the same kind of a test. Um, as he had done for, he had done the test for kindergarten as well. Yeah. But the process is, I believe, a little bit different in that in second grade, they actually bubble in their own answers. Is that right? Whereas in kindergarten, they point and then the tester bubbles it in for oh, them? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's something for parents to keep in mind to prepare the child that they'll be bubbling in their own test. Right. Okay. Good point. And so then in something that is almost impossible, you managed to get a seat in a G&T program to go into third grade. Is that right? Right, yes, and it was, it was right around the corner from where we live, and so it was, just seemed too good to be true. And? <laughs> no, and, and well, and it, it was the hardest part, it was the parenting side of it, actually, because to explain to a child in going into third grade that we're moving to public school for financial reasons is sort of a complicated thing because he actually likes the school mm -hmm. he was. So, so as a parent, um, I think that was the toughest thing, and, and he was really a trooper about it, but then he didn't really love where he was. We had excellent teachers, and the learning was good, but um, a combination of third grade was a big teach-to-the-test year, mm -hmm. um, and that felt like a lot of pressure. And then socially, it was a hard 
time to switch, and it wasn't really his choice. So um, I think he just, you know, when you when you grow up with kids that are all, um, you know, them since kindergarten, it's like you know easier socially. So the 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 combination of those two things made it that my son wasn't as happy at that school, but it was still perfectly good, and um, you know, and he learned the test taking, and he learned to write essays, and you know, I was happy about that. He wasn't so happy. <laughs> but um, you know, we powered through getting learning discipline about homework and everything else. But he expressed interest in switching again. And, um, you know, so now you're moving from a gifted and talented program to a general ed program. So what was that like? Yeah, well, so at that point, he, so he had finished third and fourth grade in the gifted and talented, and I had been pretty interested. The other private school had been an advanced learning school, so I had been pretty interested in him being in an advanced learning situation in preparation for uh, middle school. But um, it, now that the you know the fourth grade was done, and so the pressure of the tests and the grades for middle school was done, I figured, well, if I can accommodate my son, why not try? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't hell-bent on having to move him because it was bearable and, it, you know, and he made friends and it wasn't terrible, but I felt maybe it was my, you know, maternal guilt or something <laughs> for the fact that I, I had, it had not been his choice the first time around. I figured, well, if I can teach him that, like, in life, you can you can take a chance, you can ask for what you want and, and see if you get lucky and that panned out. <laughs> So yeah, we went to a school that um, that had a lottery, and that we we knew that um, we knew people that were there that were very happy, and so we um, we just kind of put feelers out and emails and asked around over there. And at first, there weren't any slots available, but I just stayed stayed on top of staying in touch. What, what time of the year was? What time did you reach out and at what time did you get a response? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so I think, you know what, I think I actually, now that I recall, I, I had tried the year before and we didn't get a slot. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, you know, and I didn't want to promise it to him if I didn't know, but we just, um, I just kept on trying. I stayed in touch every once in a while. And so the, the time when I tried again was towards the very end of the mm -hmm. year, fourth grade. And um, my son just put it out there to me at the end of the year, like, I really wish I could switch. And so I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll see if your wish is my commission. <laughs> and, uh, and I, so I reached out. It was probably June. Mm, okay. At that point, wow. they, didn't, they still did not have a slot. And But I remember exactly when we got the email, because I put it out of my mind. They didn't have a slot in June. And then in July, because he was away at overnight camp, mm -hmm. and then in, in July, they reached out and they said, we have a slot. Well, they, said, they actually said, uh, you know, did you apply to the lottery? Mm -hmm. And I said, no. So um, they said, well, uh, apply to the lottery. There might be a lot or something. Like okay, that. right. Well, because you have to go through the proper channel. Right, right. So so they have a system, but they they reached out to me about a month after when I had sort of, you know, put it in the back of my mind, was not very hopeful. And then 
uh, so we put in for the lottery. We got the offered the slot, and then they said we had to let them know right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I remember Josh was at that overnight camp, and it so happened to be visiting day weekend. Oh wow! You you are the luckiest family in New York, I, I think. Maybe this podcast should be about how to have luck like. I'm a little believer in you know, spiritual, you know, the secret and all that. But uh, so that helps if you believe in that sort of thing. But um, but persistence and working through the channel. Uh-huh. So you know, I never was dead set on what I was going to get or not get because the year before we didn't get. Uh-huh. You know? Right. Um, but I didn't give up either, so I just kept on staying in touch and being, like, you know, really polite and respectful of the schools and, like, you know, their system and knowing that things happen because the kids move and things switch. So it's really, it's not really in their power, so if they say no or if they don't reply, it doesn't help to be annoyed with the school, you know? Mm -hmm. They've got a million things going on. Getting lucky has to do with being in the right place at the right time and seizing your luck. So you're basically the poster child family for hope. Don't give up hope, parents. This can't happen. You can move from private to G&T to general ed just as long as you follow the procedures and, and get very, very lucky. Absolutely, yeah. Don't give up hope. That's a great thing. Now, you know all about finding the right fit, not just for children, but for adults as well, because you actually provide a service for women to help them find the right fit in Yes, in love. <laughs> well, an excellent segue, yeah, because I guess that's how I know about hope is because I sort of teach people not to give up hope when they're looking for love, which can be a much more uh, a disgruntled problem than even the public, New York City public school system, believe or not. So um, if people can have faith in that arena, then, uh, you know, you can have faith in anything, but... Um, I, yeah, I apply the same process in my coaching of um, women that are looking to find the one, and um, it, I call it turning your cab light on mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you might be single and, and looking, but if you don't have your light on, then, like, people don't know to find you, mm-hmm. essentially, and you might be intimidating or they might think that you've got it all together or whatever. And I, and I guess that's the same process. Exactly. And I was thinking, I was listening to that saying that's just like school admission. Right, right. I just put my cap light on to them continually so that they, they'd remember me and remember me in a positive light when the time came. And uh, and so, yeah, it works the same way. So for women who want to check out your service, where should they go? Do you have a website? Yes, I have a website, which is um, cablight.com, and uh, that's my coaching website, and I also do have um, an app for for a dating app that helps set up the real date in the real world, and that one is called Matchmaker Cafe. Um, I used to have a real cafe with a dating service years ago. So Right, you were Drip Cafe. I'm sure everybody of a certain age remembers Drip Cafe. <laughs> exactly. That was the time when the Upper West Side was, was single and <laughs> looking for love. And now, and now they're all looking for kindergarten places because of you, because of all the couples you've had. Because of Drip, yes. Yeah, so I'll take a little bit of credit there. <laughs> So thank you so much. We really appreciate you giving us all hope and faith and information. Thanks so much, Nancy. Thanks for having me. Wow. So I guess that big takeaway is you just kind of have to keep plotting, keep pushing. Don't lose hope. Like she said, it can happen. Okay. So that was moving from private school to public. What about in the other direction? 
Well, you absolutely can, just as as with all the previous things, it's possible. I always say, this is New York. You can have anything you want. The question is, how badly do you want it? Mm. So the point is, yes, you can move from private school to public school, even though it's tough because your kid's not in the system. And you can move from public school to private school. It's just for that, you have to remember that the process is pretty different. If you've only done public up to this point, private school can be a bit of a surprise. They usually ask for more things. There's an interview. It's, it's not just a matter of either taking a test or making a phone call. There's usually an interview they want to interview the child they want to interview the parents there's probably a different test that they want there's of course the financial aspect of it so it is absolutely possible but you have to be prepared for it so I understand you have on tap a mother who managed to navigate that transition absolutely this is New York everyone's done everything all we got to do is we got to get those people to tell us how they did it and then we're going to tell you and you'll get to learn that next week until then, what's up with the book? The book is updated for 2017. I've got links to all the new dates, all the new forms, all the new studies. I'll be giving workshops throughout the month of May. So go to www.alinaadams.com. You can find out where I'm speaking, when I'm speaking. You can RSVP there. Sounds good. Well, that's it for today. Next week, remember a conversation on transferring from public school to private school. Until then, have a great week.